am so excited that you could join me today, Kenton. I have admired a lot about uh, what you've been doing with Because International and The Shoe That Grows and all of the other things that you've been doing in our community for years. So I'm super excited to share you with my small community. Um, so tell uh, the listeners a little bit about you and how you got started with all of that. Well, thanks so much for this uh, opportunity to share my story and, and our story. Um, you know, so I am a Nampa kid, uh, born and raised right here in Nampa, Idaho. And uh, I never really traveled much uh, growing up, especially outside the U.S. And so after college, I thought I was going to be a missionary, but I had never really been outside the U.S. And so... I wanted to take a year and just kind of see if I could do it. And, and so I lived in Ecuador for six months and then in Kenya for six months. And when I was in, well, first of all, I, I couldn't do it. I, I was homesick. I, <laughs> I, missed, I missed Idaho and Nampa and, and Wendy's and all, all, that, all that stuff. <laughs> but, uh, but when I was in Kenya, I, I had this kind of life-changing uh, moment. Uh, I was probably two or three weeks into my time there, and I was uh, living and working and, and volunteering at this small orphanage. Um, so I got to be right there with the kids uh, every day. And two or three weeks into my time, uh, all the, the kids and I were walking to church on a, on a Sunday. And as we were walking, um, there's a little girl walking next to me. And I'll never forget, she had on a, a white dress and and an uh, eight- or nine-year-old girl. And as I looked down at her, I, I was just shocked by how small her shoes were. She was wearing these shoes that were way too small for her feet. Uh, her shoes were so small, she had to cut open the front to let her toes stick out. And I don't know if she'd never worn these before or if I just hadn't noticed or, or what, but this, this seemed like the first time I was seeing this. And, you know, that wasn't ever something I saw back home in, in, uh, in Nampa. And so it just really, it really stuck with me. And so later that day, I asked the director of the orphanage, um, why, you know, why did this little girl, and then so many other kids, as I started to notice, you know, so many other kids too were wearing shoes that were just way too small. So I asked the director of the orphanage, you know, why are so many kids wearing shoes that, that don't fit? And he said that they'd received um, uh, a really great shipment of donations, clothes and shoes and things, about a year before, but they they had not received any donations since then, and and they they were a pretty poor orphanage. They they sometimes barely had enough money for food, and so he said, you know, we don't have enough money to buy the kids uh, shoes whenever they need them. And, and he said, these are kids, you know, their feet are growing all the time. Oh, and, yeah. and he, you know, and so he said, they just have to do the best with what they have. And just right then and there, it's, it's just about the only idea I've ever had. But uh, just right then and there, I thought to myself, you know, wouldn't it be nice if there was a pair of shoes that could adjust and expand their size? You know, wouldn't it be nice if there was a pair of shoes that could grow it just seems like that would make sense for these kids in, in this situation. And so I, I wrote it down. I, I, uh, I'm glad I wrote it down. 
but when I got back home and I knew I wasn't going to live outside the U.S., I, I still wanted to do something. I wanted to do something to try to help, um, you know, try to help as, as much as I could with, with global poverty. It just really impacted me. And so I, I thought, what could my mission be from Nampa? And then that's when I went back to that idea for a growing shoe and uh, officially uh, decided to, to jump in and try to make it happen. That's how the shoe that grows came to be, huh? That's right. That's how we got started. That was about about 12 years ago when I when I had that idea. Wow. Wow. And so did you just kind of gather a group of your favorite people and start trying to figure out how you could make this shoe? Or was that an idea you had? How did that yeah. even come to you? <laughs> Great question. So I, you know, the first thing I did, um, once I kind of officially decided, let's jump in, let's let's do this. Um, I, I assumed uh, someone else had already done it, and and I thought I'll just connect with them. You know, I'll 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 kind of collaborate with them and try to get get the shoes to to kids who need it. But looking around, I couldn't find anything out there like that. I couldn't find any any growing shoes, um, and so I. I thought let's let's make this, you know. I'll, I'll I don't know what I'm doing, but let's let's try to try to make it happen. So I grabbed a few friends. None of us had any shoe experience, uh, and so you know the first thing we did, we we tried to just give the idea away. Um, we again we didn't know what we were doing, so we thought let's talk to people who do know what they're doing. So we talked to probably thirty. Uh, major shoe companies, you know, Nike, uh, Reebok, Adidas, Toms. Um, we just, we didn't want any money for it. Like we just wanted someone to, to take on the project and, and make it happen. So, so these kids could have uh, what, what I thought was a better shoe for their situation. And all of these big shoe companies said no. You know, a, a lot of them said, you know, this is not a good idea. A lot of them said, it's, this isn't going to work. Um, and so that, that was kind of our first try, <laughs> kind of a swing and a miss. But, um, so then at that point, my friends and I thought, well, let's just, let's just do it ourselves. And so we, um, I remember we went to a, a thrift store and bought several pairs of shoes. We went to Walmart and bought several just kind of cheap, uh, croc kind of, kind of shoes and, and we just started, we went out in the garage and just started cutting them up and gluing them together. And we were just trying to, trying to make some kind of a prototype that would, that would at least kind of describe our idea and, and see if it's even possible. And uh, if anyone is ever in Nampa and wants to stop by our office, you can see the world's worst shoe prototypes. I mean, there was just, it was just terrible, the stuff we put together. So we, we quickly realized we cannot do this on our own. Um, so then we were in this spot where the big shoe companies didn't want to help us, but we knew we couldn't do it on our own. And then through a really roundabout kind of series of connections, we found this, uh, this really small shoe design company in Portland, Oregon. And uh, we told them our idea, and they just loved it, thought it was great. Uh, they totally totally saw what we were trying to do. And, and we wouldn't be here today without them. So they, they jumped in with us. They helped us uh, kind of dig down to find the right design. They helped us make our first prototype. 
And then um, here in Nampa, we did some fundraising and had enough money to, uh, to make a hundred pairs of the prototype and for my wife and I to go back to Kenya and put them in four different schools and, and have kids try them out. So we tested them for about a year, got some great feedback and then made our first uh, official batch of 3000 pairs. And uh, that was about, about six years ago. And that's all I ever thought this was going to be. I thought it would just be a, a few thousand pairs that, that uh, I, I kept them in my guest bedroom and I, I was getting them out to uh, people I knew working with kids, going on trips. But I, that's all I ever thought it was going to be until um, five years ago. We accidentally went viral and, and things just took off. Yeah, that's probably about the time that I that I heard about you for sure. Um, and just as a matter of fact, it's so funny because um, I have one of the letters that you wrote to people who've invested with you um, that actually is hanging on my on my dream board that I see every day. And oh, it's one of those oh, really? little reminders that my mission not just the things that I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis, but also that giving back is a super, super big part of the reasons that I get up in the morning and I do the things that I do, so. Wow, oh, that's awesome. Well, well, and, and you have been so supportive and thank you for that. It's, it's been so cool. Again, I, I, I never thought this was gonna be more than just a hobby but it's been so fun for people from around Idaho, but around the U.S. and around the world to to jump in with us, and yeah. and uh, it's been so fun these last five years. And so so since we since we did go viral, we we had some great publicity about our story, and things just took off. So since then, we've distributed over three hundred thousand pairs of the shoe that grows uh, to kids in over a hundred countries. And uh, it's it's a it's an incredible pair of shoes. If if I if I say so myself, it can grow five sizes. It can last for years. Yeah. Um. I I wear them every day. I've worn my pair every single day for almost five years now. Um. It's just been such an unexpected journey, and uh, I I feel very blessed to get up every morning and and be excited about the work that I get to do. Yeah, that's and that's such a great place to be because there's so many people who never get to that point where they're like, oh, I love this. Like this feeds not only um, my my every day, but this feeds my soul. And I'm so excited about the opportunity to do this work. So I'm super excited to hear that. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, obviously this doesn't just happen, um, you know, sure. you may have accidentally gone viral, but there was a lot of work <laughs> that went into it along the way. What are some of the the habits and, and things that you put into place to keep the train going when when it wasn't viral, when it wasn't coming yeah. easy? Yeah, oh, I, that's a great question. I don't think I've ever had that question. That's a great question. You know, one of the things I did, and I, I really think it helped us um, kind of go viral in, in the first place, but something that just, yeah, really helped me keep keep that train uh, moving, I, I kind of made a commitment to myself that if, if anybody was interested in our shoes, I would go talk to them, you know? And so it didn't matter if it was, um, 
you know, someone that I knew was was probably not going to donate or support us or or you know was going to be a a great you know lifelong partner with us. Like like it didn't even matter. Just if anyone was interested, if anybody wanted me to come share about it, I'm I'm there. I'll talk to I'll talk to anybody, anytime, anywhere uh, about our shoes. And it was just kind of that that hustle kind of mentality. And I, I kind of had to learn that. I didn't, I probably didn't, didn't have that naturally. I'm, I'm actually more of an introvert um, naturally. And so I, it was really great for me to kind of make that commitment to myself um, because I, I went to nursing homes. I went to, you know, <laughs> ele- elementary, you know, classes and, and I'd have coffee one-on-one with, with somebody that maybe other people might say like, you know, that meeting wasn't worth it. That's not worth your time or whatever. But, but for that, for that time period, it was important for me to just hustle and just go for it and, and kind of take anything that, that, that people wanted to, to, to offer. And so, you know, and looking back that, that really did help us in, in some amazing ways. You, you never really know, you know, who, who knows each other and the connections people have and and so if boy if you treat everybody well you know that's just a good rule of thumb you know and yeah. uh, and it it really helped me kind of kind of learn how to tell our story and and learn how to how to sell i guess a little bit but just just kind of learn how to connect with people um how to how to how to yeah just kind of package what we were doing um, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't have learned that much if I wouldn't have had the chance to tell our story to, you know, one-on-one conversations, small groups, large groups. Um, so it was just fun. And, and truly that's really how we went viral. We had a, if, if it's okay to share, it's, it's kind of a fun yeah. little story. So there was a pastor's meeting, maybe 10 pastors. Um, they invited me to come, come talk about, uh, the, the shoe that grows. And, and, uh, I went in there and, and, and it, you know, nothing, nothing much came of it, but, but one of the pastors really just really connected with our story. And so he invited me to come share at a Sunday school class, uh, kind of a senior citizen class that he, he thought would be interested to hear the story. So it was about, it was, I don't know, five or 10 people. It wasn't a big class and, you know, none of them are traveling to Africa or, or anything, but, um, but, um, I went to the class, I, I spoke, and, and the pastor and I, again, just kind of really, really connected and, and hit it off. And so about two weeks after that, um, he, he called me and said, hey, I, I have a daughter who lives in Portland, and she, um, she works at a local news station as a reporter, and I, I told her about your story. I told her, you know, that's where our shoe guys were. So I told her about your shoe guys and um, I, I asked if she could do a story on you and, and she's really interested. And so I was like, yeah, you know, that's great. And my, my wife is actually from Oregon. So we were planning a trip to Oregon. So anyway, so, so we ended up doing it. We did a five minute little segment on a Portland's local news. It, it came out on a Tuesday night, I remember. And, and that news segment, um, we got a few more emails and I got maybe a few, a few more phone calls than I normally would. And, and I was really happy about that, but somebody shared that like Facebook video of the segment. 
somebody shared that clip with one of their friends who was a reporter for BuzzFeed uh, in, in New York. And so this reporter from BuzzFeed reaches out and says, you know, hey, someone shared this story with me. I'd love to do a, a story on, on you for, for BuzzFeed. And I, I think BuzzFeed is still a pretty big website. At the time, it was like, it was something I looked at like every day. Like I, I could not believe that BuzzFeed was, you know, contacting me. And so, and so that story from BuzzFeed was the, the main spark that kind of ignited our, our publicity wildfire and, and made us go viral. And so again, I, I can trace it all the way back to uh, that little pastor's meeting that I went to. Um, but really, and this is something I love to share, if that pastor, and his name is John, if Pastor John, if he would not have gone the extra step, if he wouldn't have, have gone ab above and beyond to reach out to his daughter, um, truly, like, none of this is happening. You know, this is still just a hobby that, that nobody knows about, really. And, and because he did that, that, that just kind of started this chain of events. And so it was really fun for me to share that story with him. Um, once I kind of pieced it all together, I, I, I had coffee with him and kind of told him, you know, here's what you really helped create. And, and just the, the amazing difference that even the smallest little action can, can make. And so anyway, I, I enjoy that story, but, um, yeah, I, it, it was important for me to really hustle and grind and I had to kind of learn how to do that in the early days. And I, and I still try to do that. And Wendy, I see you do that. I follow you on social media. You, you hustle, you are always putting stuff out there and making things happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you don't always get a response from everything, you know, but you just never know. Right. You never know what post someone is going to, going to respond to or something they're, something they're going to remember later on, you know? So I, I, I encourage anyone to just, just start hustling, start trying things and, 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 and stay with it. You know, it's not going to happen overnight, but, but stay with it and, and good things will happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely that, get up every single morning we're going to do this this is important to me this is right. something that i feel passionate about whether that is you know a, just a, a a small personal mission like it was for you or whether those are grand dreams whatever that is it's just you have to keep going and pushing every day you never know that's what I love about collaboration. You never know when you're going to talk to the person that will eventually lead you to exactly where you want to be. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That's it. Okay. Awesome. So uh, one of the things, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this question just because I know a little bit about your background, but what are some of your non-negotiables what in your daily life um is is absolutely not negotiable for you wow um that's another great question good questions wendy i'm i'm impressed uh you know this is this is a uh maybe a silly one or a, a simple one but um I I have to take a shower every day. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if that's what you're looking for with this, but I uh, I just have to. Like that, it gets me. It wakes me up. It gets me going. It's kind of kind of my my start button for the day. But 
Um, you know, I, I do a little workout in the morning. I, I read, um, I, I pray, um, and, and those things really, I, I can tell on, on the days that I don't get around to doing all of those, um, or I don't do them very well, I, I'm just a touch off. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, and kids, kids kind of threw, threw a wrench in that when, when my wife and yeah. I had, had kids. <laughs> Uh, but I, it's, it's, those are important kind of morning rituals for me. And so even with the kids, I, I still, I still try to work hard to make those happen. Um, another thing for me, I am, I I am an inbox zero kind of a guy for email. And so, um, for, for me, it's like my, a lot of my, my system of organizing my professional life and my personal life really runs through my email. And so I, yeah, it is non-negotiable. I, I have to, I have to keep that clean. I have to, to not let that get out of control. Um, or it, it really does like for me, I, I, I like to compartmentalize things, but if, if something is not checked off, like if I'm not quite done with the task, it just kind of hovers over me. And so I, uh, email being one of those big ones, but you know, but in in a general way, I'll I'll share just a couple real quick um, things that are non yeah non negotiable for for me and and my team. Um, the first one is just hard work. You know, my my dad uh, in, he instilled that in me. He was a plumber. He worked hard every single day, and and really taught me how to do that. And so it starts with hard work. There's just ne- never really any excuse not to work hard. And, yeah. and so as I look for interns, employees, you know, and anybody to kind of be on our team, um, that's, I, I don't, I don't care how talented you are. I don't care what you're great at. You know, like if you don't, like you have to work hard first. That's, that's, that's kind of, yeah, that's, that's just the most important thing to me. And then other stuff, I appreciate people that, and, and I try to do this too, you know, return phone calls, return emails, just be really, really consistent with, with communication. Um, and I've, I've seen, yeah, again, like someone, they, they could be great at a million things. That's great. But man, if, if they don't, if they don't return my phone call or text or email, uh, I don't know. That just, that's just, that's a big deal to, to me. And so I, I try to be pretty good with that. And, uh, I, 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 I kind of harp on my team to be, to be good with that. And, and as an organization, I, I really hope that people um, people see that with with because international that you know we're not the biggest organization we're, we don't have the most money we don't have you know whatever um, but man we work really hard if you reach out to us we're gonna get back to you you know like we're we're really good with with the stuff that we can control our attitude our work ethic that 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 kind of stuff just yeah, it just means a lot to me and and again a lot of that comes from my my mom, my dad, just kind of how I grew up here in Nampa. Those, yeah, those simple things really, really mean a lot to me. Yeah, yeah. So I know it just started out with just a, a few of you and this idea in the beginning. Uh, how many do you have on staff now? I know you've got a new building that you recently moved into in the last couple of years. What does your team look like? Yeah, we just have a great team. So we we have 12, uh, 12 full-time people. Uh, we have uh, received a grant to, to have a, an awesome group of interns, some paid interns who, 
um, who, who work with us too. So it's about 15 of us total. Uh, mm -hmm. One of our team members uh, works in Kenya. We have a, uh, a local friend there from, from Kenya. His name is Jafeth. Um, he's our full-time employee in Kenya and, and helps manage things there. But everybody else is here in Nampa. And um, man, it's, it's just so fun. I love working with the team. Um, and, and especially right now with, with things being so upside down, you know, it's the, the team has really just really stepped up to the plate in, in some amazing ways. I could not be more proud of how they've responded, uh, to, to everything going on. And, and I miss them, you know, we're all working from home and I, I didn't realize, I knew I liked them, but I didn't realize how, how big a part of my life um, our, our team was, and it's really yeah. strange, you know, not, not seeing them in person for, for a couple of months. So yeah, really, really fortunate. And, and then I'm really lucky, um, kind of my partner in crime, uh, his name is Andrew. Uh, he was the first person to, to work for Because International. Our, he was our first full-time employee. When we went viral, he, he quit his, uh, corporate job over in Boise to, uh, to come help me run this. And, he was one of the first people I told about the idea. He was a, a yeah, one, kind of that original group. So um, Andrew's my best friend since second grade, and uh, I get to work with him now every day. And so, it, you know, just kind of a, I don't know, dream come true in a lot of ways. I get to get to work with some amazing people, including this kind of lifelong best friend. And uh, we get to work on stuff that we that we love and, and uh, that we feel is important. So... I'm trying to enjoy this chapter in life. I don't know how long it'll last, but I'm trying to kind of soak it up for all it's worth. Yeah, I love it. I love that. I love that. Definitely having that running partner is a, is a powerful yeah. piece of the, of the puzzle, for sure. I hear that from a lot of entrepreneurs, whether that starts, you know, whether that's a, a best friend from, you know, school age or whether that's, um, you know, actually we had a husband and wife team that they're just sure. like, they click in their business and it, it runs better because of their strong relationship. I just think those, those running partners, when you find them, you hold on to them and, and make that yeah. the best of your business. Yeah, definitely. Sure. And, and Andrew's so great because everything he's great at, I'm, I'm not very good at. And, and <laughs> you know, stuff, stuff that I'm okay at, he's, he's not, he's not great at. So it's, it's really fun. We compliment each other well and, you know, because international wouldn't really wouldn't be here today without him. And, and so it's just, uh, yeah, just, I, I'm so fortunate to be surrounded by a lot of great people, uh, who, who really do the lion's share of the work. I don't, I don't end up doing too much. They don't, they don't let me do too much anymore. Uh, I just, I just go around and, and talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what do you have planned for because international moving forward? What does that look like? Yeah, let me share the thing I'm most excited about. Um, you know, we we really sat down a little while ago to to figure out: do we want to just be a kind of a shoe company, like a shoe nonprofit, or or do we feel like we want to do more things than just our shoes? And you know, we we all felt very strongly we we want to do more than just our shoes. Um, and so our 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 lane is really small products. We we don't want to go too far from that. We we really love uh, using small products as solutions um, to try to alleviate poverty. 
And so whether it's our shoes or, or other products, we, we want to get these valuable products to the kids and families who need them the most. And then we love the fact that through the production of these products, um, you know, we can bring jobs and, and increased economy. Um, even with our shoes, we're, we're making all of our shoes in Kenya and we're employing about 15 people um, to, to produce our shoes. And so, so as we looked at that, kind of our next question was, well, where are these new products going to come from? You know, where are these additional products going to come from? And we, we really felt like they weren't going to come from us. It's not going to come from me. Um, you know, from, from Nampa, I, I don't think I'm going to have um, any more ideas for, for products that can help people uh, living in kind of global poverty. I, I just really think to innovate, you kind of need to be, you need to be up close and, and you need to really understand it. Um, so luckily, there are tons of people around the world living in these areas uh, and they have ideas. They are creative. They are problem solvers. They are entrepreneurs and, and they have great ideas for products that can make a difference. So what I'm most excited about moving forward for Because International is a, a new uh, entrepreneurial training program that we started last year. It's called the Pursuit Incubator. And the Pursuit Incubator, we are working with uh, really early stage global entrepreneurs uh, to help them get to the next step with their idea for a product that could make a difference. So last year we worked with 18 entrepreneurs. Uh, we created a, an eight-week uh, class online that they go through with our team and, and we, we help them get to whatever the next step is with their idea. Some of, some of the entrepreneurs we work with, they have a great idea and they, they kind of need to put a design around it or, or get to that first prototype. Um, others, they've, they've got a really good prototype already and they need to kind of finalize that product and think about how to launch it. And then many others we found, they've already got a great product. They're trying to get it out there and they're, they just don't quite have the right business model, the right structure. Um, they're, they're just kind of not getting the traction that they want. And so not that we're perfect, but we've, we've had uh, some good experience these last few years creating a product, you know, manufacturing a product, selling a product. And so we, we have just loved working with these entrepreneurs um, to, to help them with their idea, with their business. Uh, this year, we actually just launched our, our first cohort of, of 2020, and we have 10 amazing entrepreneurs uh, going through the training right now. Um, we're just so excited about this. It's like, it's like creating lots of different, uh, uh, the shoe that grows, you know, like what we did with our shoes, we're, we're helping other people do with their idea. And, uh, I really think that's the future of our organization. We'll, we'll always work with our shoes. We love that. But I really think the bulk of our work is going to be supporting these, um, these other entrepreneurs around the world. Yeah, that's so awesome. I love I love that. It's so fascinating because um, one of the one of my my key questions that I'm always asking, I usually ask it as the last question is, uh, how do you give back? But literally your entire life 
revolves <laughs> around how can I give back on an every single day basis. Uh, and it's just so inspiring to watch and see. I'm always reading your emails and following you guys and seeing what you're what you're up to, uh, all of the different the different nuances that you've got going on. So it's it's definitely very inspiring to a whole lot of us out here who um, are really kind of in our beginning stages of our entrepreneurial journey or are just have the ideas. So I can't even imagine being at that at that end of things, really digging in with those people's ideas and being able to kind of go, okay, well, now that we've got the idea, what's, let, let's help you do what's next. It's just fascinating. And I love that. I absolutely love that. Oh, well, th um, so thank what, you. That, that, that means a lot, Wendy. I, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's super fascinating. Um, so what, um, what do you see as far as your company's growth? What does that look like to you? Do you plan on actually having some places down in these other countries, like um, starting little, little offshoots? Is that kind of how you see that yeah. working out? Yeah, that's a yeah. great question. You know, it's I probably would have answered this question differently um, a, a few months ago. Uh, I I used to be really focused on on growth, and um, and now it's it's funny. I I think the first thing that comes to mind is I I want our organization to be healthy enough in the next few years that we can you know, keep all of our team, all of our current team, you know, I don't, I don't want to have to uh, lay anybody off or, or lose anybody. That's, that's, um, that would be a win uh, for, for me at, at this stage, um, just with everything happening. Uh, and, and even just some of our operations, I, you know, we, we have a great uh, factory partner that makes our shoes in Kenya that we work with. Uh, we want to really dig into that relationship and, and continue to produce quality shoes there. Um, we want to really just kind of deepen a lot of relationships we have with donors, with with churches, with different groups we work with. Um, and then with our pursuit incubator, we really want to want to kind of prove out what are what are the most valuable aspects of that. Um, how can we, yeah, how can we best provide a, a a solution, something valuable to these entrepreneurs. And so I guess in the next in the next couple of years, I I don't see much um, kind of exponential growth from from because international, um, but I really see us gaining quality and 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 depth in in a lot of ways. And then at that point, I'm really excited for us to take what we're doing in Kenya, which in the next few years it should include uh, the production of shoes the distribution of shoes. And even though our training program for entrepreneurs is online, we'd like to offer some in-person opportunities for classes and coaching um, and, and do that in Kenya as well. So that we would have kind of our, our shoe uh, product available, our production happening, and our pursuit incubator um, all happening right there in Kenya. And if we can kind of create a bit of a blueprint for 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 what that impact means for Kenya, I'd love to then look at how can we recreate that? How can we take that blueprint and build that in a different country? 
where we can produce our shoes there, we can distribute our shoes, we can we can bring our pursuit incubator in person. You know, so that's that's one of my big dreams um, is that we can really, yeah, really kind of kind of prove out our model, um, especially in Kenya, and, and then take that to other places and 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 then kind of all of it is powered by this great great team here in Nampa and uh, you know our, our great supporters as well. So I'm I'm excited, but uh, I mean who knows who knows what the next few months are going to look like. Yeah. You know we're we're trying our best to to kind of pivot and respond and and you know still achieve our mission, but it looks a little different now. So um, I'm open for anything, but uh, I love thinking about the future. And so many things have happened in the last five years. I, I can't wait to see what'll happen in the next five. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, tell uh, tell everyone how can we get a hold of you and how can we support you. I I love talking about this. You know, so the easiest way to find us and and connect with me if you if you'd like or anyone on our team is to go to our website. So uh, because, just like the word, becauseinternational.org is, is the best place to find us. Um, you could also Google uh, the shoe that grows, you know, and that'll, that'll take you right to us as well. And we're on Facebook and uh, uh, Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, but, you know, if people are interested in what we're doing and would like to help, one of the best ways to help is connecting us to people that work with kids. You know, that's really the, the main way that we find our partners is kind of through word of mouth and people helping connect us to the right to the right churches, nonprofits, rotary clubs, you know, whoever it might be. If anybody works with kids uh, in 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 you know a ministry or a program to to try to help kids in poverty. We'd love to talk to them to see if shoes are, are in need. And if shoes are in need, we, we feel like we have a pretty good pair of shoes that could, that could really <laughs> help them out. So, so we, we love those recommendations and those introductions. Um, please, yeah, go to our website, reach out to me, reach out to our team. We'd love to, to help make those connections. And, you know, people could always donate. We, we don't say no to, uh, to donations, but... <laughs> Um, there's lots of fun ways to do that too. You can set up a birthday fundraiser. You could, um, you know, fundraise with your church or with a group of people with your business. Um, just lots of different ways. I'll, I'll finish with this. You know, one of the one of my favorite things about our, our team and our organization, um, we we are pretty small. We're we're still pretty new at this. Um, for us, we love connecting with people. Like we, we get so excited about an email, a phone call, you know, whatever it might be. We're not so big where where you're not ever going to hear back or it's it's a bother. You know, like we we just love when people reach out to us to to connect. And so for anybody out there who wants to, please reach out. We'd love to talk to you and and uh, see if we can can connect on something. Yeah, I I absolutely love that. I've definitely had that experience. I have actually been in contact with your team. I had your team come out and uh, work with with me to uh, share your message to my client base uh, because I right. felt super passionate about it. So um, I definitely 
definitely love to continue to share. I love what you're doing. It is very inspiring. And I appreciate you taking the time to sit with me and chat a little today. Well, this was my pleasure. Wendy, keep up the good work. You're, you're doing great stuff out there and keep, yeah, keep being yourself. And, and if ever we can help with anything, yeah, you let us know. But really appreciate the chance to, to tell our story today. And um, yeah, thanks again. You are so welcome. Thank you very much, Kenton. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much for tuning in to the My Wim Life Show today. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a moment of the goodness.